Some folks use the term advancement. Others use the phrase external relations. It usually means that marketing and fundraising are coming together. And that's what we're going to talk about today on this first day from the Fundraising School. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich, joined today by my colleague Marnie Maxwell. I've had the privilege to learn from Marnie as she sought our courses. I've also had the privilege to teach alongside her in various locations across the United States, teaching practical fundraising skills. And Marnie also has expertise in marketing, and she has had a large role in designing a course for us, bringing marketing and fundraising together. And Marnie, yeah. you've seen that throughout your career, that marketing can help fundraising and fundraising can help marketing. What have you seen in that regard? Well, you can't do one without the other. Mm. Uh, you certainly can't do fundraising without, if nobody knows about you and doesn't understand what you're about, it's going to be impossible to raise money. And so uh, marketing is a key, marketing and communications are a key activity to help that helps drive that. And marketing in a not-for-profit often has other responsibilities um, in addition to helping fundraising, which is sometimes, I think, the challenge um, that fundraisers don't necessarily understand completely. Um, you know, if you're doing fundraising or if you're doing marketing for Indiana University, mm -hmm. you know, getting students onto the campus is yes. one of the key things your your area is going to be held accountable for too. It's not all about fundraising. So what do you mean by marketing? We mm -hmm. might think very obviously we see a television commercial after mm -hmm. one of these hurricanes mm -hmm. and please donate or mm -hmm. you know a television commercial about a situation in a developing nation and you know mm -hmm. how can we make a difference? And to a lot of our audience that might say, well that that's not me, but th there are many things that fit into marketing. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that term? Mm -hmm. So uh, marketing to me is you really spend the time to research the interests of the uh, viewers, listeners, readers, the, the, the folks that you're trying to communicate with um, and understand where they're coming from, uh, what communication channels they gather their information from mm -hmm. and put together the plan that's really going to advance your organization's messaging in the most appropriate way for that leader, lis reader, listener, um, viewer, um, so that you're able to communicate uh, effectively. So marketing is really about the strategy piece, really, the research, the strategy, and then crafting the message that uh, that does that best. Is, is that strategy happening at the same time the fundraising plan is being put together? What does that look like inside a yeah, nonprofit? Yeah, in an ideal world, they're done together. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the development director and the marketing director, it's not, you know, one does a plan and hands it to the other one to uh, pass off on. Um, it's, it's really, they've got to be colleagues for this to work well. And what are some of the marketing activities? Again, people might think about you know big TV commercials, but right. there are a lot of things at the retail level, smaller level, that nonprofits can right. do, right? Right. So it, yeah, it's not all about advertising. And I think for a lot of a lot of not-for-profits, they don't have the money for an advertising right. budget to really deliver that pinpoint message to the audience they're really trying to work with. So it's really much more about the communications activities. And I guess, you know, the biggest piece of advice I would have is given that we don't have a lot of money or time to spend uh, doing this, let's look at in much the same way that this podcast is being mm -hmm, done. Mm -hmm. We're doing it on video. It might run uh, on an audio only platform. Right. It's going to be run available digitally. So how can we uh, do something once that enables us, uh, gives us the flexibility to 
um, pick and choose what we need to communicate with most effectively with, with our audience. And you're talking communication, so that can mean speeches to service clubs. Sure. That's marketing. Sure. It can mean putting an op-ed in my local newspaper. It does. It, where I think we need, we need to take advantage of every opportunity that comes up but we need to think about that opportunity strategically. Mm -hmm. So if, if we have the opportunity to speak to the Rotary Club or the Kiwanis Club or something, what is it that we're trying to communicate? What are the three big ideas we want people to walk away with uh, from that speech? That it's not just some entertaining uh, opportunity that we're being um, very careful in the message that we're delivering. Yeah, but we have 20 minutes at a service club luncheon. Right. They have their announcements. They're doing the 50-50 draw. Right. And oh, by the way, then we have 20 minutes. So right. we really have to be thoughtful about right. these activities. Absolutely. And then what about things like the, the newspaper op-ed or even one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one meetings? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, again, certainly TV ads, radio ads, those things are important. But there's just some everyday things, right, to keep Absolutely. that message consistent. So I think, I think the newspaper op-eds are a great tool to be able to really get your point of view out there. You've got to have something to say though. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. th and that, that's, I think, um, another thing we need to keep in mind. Uh, just, just because it would be great to regularly appear on uh, the op-ed page of whatever the, the publication is that's important in your community. It's great, but you got to have, you, it's got to be well written and it has to be uh, relevant to something going on today. You have to have a point of view that um, reinforces your case, your message, but also the larger uh, point you're trying to make. So. And Marnie, the, that larger point isn't always talking about our organization, right? We're talking no. about the cause we're a part right. of. If we're a youth right. development organization, we're talking about youth development. You worked at the Children's Museum right. for a long, long right. time. It could be about how museums fit into the education of children, I'm just you know, right. for instance. Right. It's not just about us. We become the subject matter expert, right. which also builds the credibility of our organization, which helps fundraising. Is that right. correct? Right. I think that you know, in the time that we're in right now, with uh, with the Me Too movement, mm -hmm. with uh, you know, hearings on Capitol Hill, mm -hmm. all of those kinds of things, uh, I think organizations serving women and girls have a wonderful opportunity to position themselves as content experts in, mm -hmm. in how to deliver programs that really enable girls and women to have the um, self-sufficiency and self-confidence mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, to address some, some big issues out there. So it, that's what I'm saying in, take, in terms of you got to have a legitimate reason that reinforces your mission to be out there doing an op-ed. you got to have something to say. Yeah. And then it's got to be well said. Um, so just, you know, if you don't have the capabilities yourself of writing something well, get somebody who does. Um, and, and in the particular example that you raised, so the subject of my message might be girls empowerment or mm -hmm. a specific aspect of girls in education, girls mm -hmm. in STEM or girls mm -hmm. in business right. or something like that. You might not even mention your organization much. Of course, it's in the bottom. Mm -hmm. Marty that's Maxwell, where you this are organization, the, right. and hopefully people go, oh, they've right. got some credibility there. Exactly. Which can help with fundraising. Absolutely can help with fundraising. Do we use those things in fundraising? Do I print out that newspaper column? Do I send a link of that so, radio interview? How, does it become so that tangible? I think absolutely. I think mm -hmm. you know what we know from the Lilly Family School of, of millennials and Gen Xers in mm -hmm. terms of giving. Um, the engagement has to be there, and where are they engaging first? It's through social media. So, mm -hmm. to you do a newspaper op-ed, let's let's put that out there. You know that 
reinforcing that we are uh, we are legitimate <laughs> in this arena. We, we've got we've got we're doing good work, and we've got a story to tell. But we also can be pushing other people's content out that reinforces right. again uh, what we're doing. So um, that's I think what I mean when I think when I'm saying uh, how how can we repurpose. Um, what we're doing in as many ways possible to do the job of reaching the audience we're trying to reach. Now, if you're not trying to reach millennials and Gen Xers, I don't know why you wouldn't be. Right. But if you're if you're not, then what I just said is crazy. But I think we all are really trying to reach that audience, and we've got to do it where they are. So. And Marnie, we have a, an entire course on social media fundraising, mm -hmm. and that's a topic unto itself. But mm -hmm. in this broader discussion mm -hmm. of marketing and fundraising, what's a highlight for you as it relates to social media? How does that fit into this broader marketing and fundraising strategy? Well, it, it's I think the you know the the big issue is how how do you really raise money through social media, and are there activities on social media that lead to fundraising that we really ought to be uh, taking advantage of and uh, marketing our organization and certainly uh, getting more volunteers through uh, through social media, getting capturing email addresses. There are some concrete things that we can be doing that are marketing strategies that really do rebound to our, our fundraising efforts that, through social media. And the bottom line is sometimes as a nonprofit we're so close to our cause, mm -hmm. it can, we can easily think, well, Surely everybody knows this. I don't really have anything unique to say. And it's truly just the opposite. Because we're on the front lines, right. we do have something unique to say. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, everybody ought to be, or anybody working in a not-for-profit ought to think of themselves as being, whether they're in the marketing department, if you even have a marketing mm -hmm. department, or in the development department, um, or fundraising, or whatever you're calling it, um, we all need to think about how we can be telling that story. We, are, we all need to be ambassadors of our brand. Um, and, and frankly, a lot of times it's, it's the people on the front lines doing the, the programming that really have the great stories and really see the impact and can passionately tell that story. So I'd be using anybody internally to help with um, help with our marketing messaging. And, and that would include our board of directors. Absolutely. And, and we need to coach them. A bullet point yep. list of key talking yep. points yep. Is, are some yep. things we can do to coach, right? We, and we need to be doing a really good job of onboarding them to, mm -hmm. to the mission so that they feel comfortable putting into their own words. We need to equip them with some stories that they can be telling too. And so the kinds of things we do in board meetings and trying to do the mission minute kind of activities to um, really help them put a face and a name and see see the impact of the work that we're doing. They've got great stories to be telling about us too. So some of you in our audience, you work at large nonprofits with larger amounts of resources. You can do the television commercials and the radio ads and the big mm -hmm. things of that nature. Uh, but if that's not you, all nonprofits have a wide range of marketing, communications, public relations activities that you can utilize that are important in and of themselves, but also can bolster your fundraising. And that's a key takeaway with many practical activities that we teach in our course on marketing and fundraising. Marnie teaches that for us a couple of times each year in our public course calendar. And this is one of our most popular courses in terms of our custom training. And so we can take this course anywhere around the United States, anywhere around the world to teach your nonprofit, your board, your local region this very important skill of bringing marketing together to increase your fundraising. Information about that course and all of our courses is available on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash 
the Fundraising School. You'll also see information about our quarterly webinars, these weekly podcasts, and other resources that can help you raise more money. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and you are now up to date on this first day from the Fundraising School. Thank you.